Welcome to episode 147 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. This may sound a bit familiar, but way back in May of 2015, I had just started this show. For my third episode, I decided to cover Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap. Just like with the Mega Man X episode, I was still learning, but I believe this time I did not do a disservice to the game's fantastic soundtrack. However, when I decided that I wanted to revisit older episodes, I knew I had to find a way to get this one back on the list. Don't get cursed, because tonight we're listening to the music of 2017's brilliant remake, Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap. Hello, Matt. Hello, Chris. <laughs> How the bloody heck are you? Uh, I'm all right, all things considered. Yeah, same here, all, all things considered. I am. I, I had a hard time sleeping last night, uh, but, so, I'm, so I'm a little little drowsy this morning, mm-hmm. but we're, we're going to listen to some awesome music and, and, and get into things here. Yes. Oh boy. Uh, so let's 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 get to it. Let's get to work, man. Let's let's get started. We've got some some wonders, some boys, some dragons, and maybe a couple of traps. This <laughs> 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 uh, is the comedy you could expect from me today. Oh boy. Oh, uh, Matt. All right, everybody. Everybody, buckle up. Buckle up, Matt. Hit us with some history. <clears throat> I wrote this very quickly last night, so... Ah, oh, boy. Good luck. All right. Maybe I should have skimmed it first. All right. <laughs> Wonder Boy The Dragon's Trap was released in April 2017 for Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and the PlayStation 4. It was a remake of a much-beloved Sega Master System classic, Wonder Boy 3 The Dragon's Trap, a game that has little to nothing to do with the game Wonder Boy, nor is it actually the third Wonder Boy game. Besides being part of what's probably the messiest chronology in all of video games, Wonder Boy 3 earned its classic status by being a magnificent game that was good enough to overcome the Master System's many limitations. The art direction was garish, but it managed to exude a memorable sense of expression. The backgrounds weren't much to look at, but the world itself still managed to feel alive and vast. The music, like so many Master System games, sounded shrill and screechy, but the compositions were good enough that it barely mattered. The brilliant minds at Lizard Cube decided that the game needed a fresh coat of paint, and that's what they set out to do. Maintaining nearly 100% accuracy with the original game's gameplay, Wonder Boy The Dragon's Trap looked like few games before it had. Gorgeous hand-drawn animation brought the world of Wonder Boy to life in ways the original creators could only have dreamed, and the result was a resounding success. The remake performed well enough to get Lizardcube another grab at an ancient Sega property, which ultimately resulted in the utterly sublime Streets of Rage 4. Wonder Boy The Dragon's Trap was so well received in fact that the spiritual successor Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom actually went back and replaced all their sprites with hand-drawn animation in an effort to more closely match the brilliance of The Dragon's Trap. A true success story all around and magnificent game to play even today. The music was approached with a remarkable level of care as well, and the resulting sounds are beyond memorable. Doing justice to the original compositions in magnificently creative ways, the game doesn't actually feature any new music, but in areas where music is repeated, it was instead altered to fit the different areas thematically. Michael Gears' reimaginings of Shinichi Sakamoto's original works help bring this game to life in exquisite fashion, as you're about to hear today. So, Matt, 
How did I just mess up saying the word Matt? I almost called I you know. Bat. I don't know why. I've been called worse by better. <laughs> what is your <laughs> What is your personal history with this game? Although I think I actually know what it is. You do. You are directly involved with my personal history of this game. Um, I had never really heard of uh, the Wonder Boy series, and especially Dragon's Trap. Um, and when the remake was made, you were gushing about it. You, you, I think we, we listened to a track or two on a special episode. One a of our specials. special. A and that track special. is in this episode, too, because it's so gosh dang good. There you go. So um, you and I talked about it a bunch, I think, a little bit on the air, but mostly off the air. And you really piqued my interest with how like how over the moon you were with it and how you know what the um what lizard cube had done with the actual game so when i went looking for and i found it the art direction alone grabbed me so hard so i bought it outright then and there and for the next i don't know three or four weeks i i tried i you know i you know very busy adult with adult things kids don't grow up do your best not to grow up it sucks um so it took me about three or four weeks to really play it through and like 100% it and stuff. I got obsessed with those. But the game is so gorgeous and the music is so beautiful. And then it's it's a little bit of uh, kind of a nice little uh, change up where that you can switch mid-game to the original soundtrack from the Master System, the original graphics from the Master System and stuff. Uh, so I, I found that to be a lot of fun too. But but really the game itself, the, the 2017 release... Um, is really like just a master it's just gorgeous such a masterpiece of a game uh the art direction at the care that went into it you could tell that like video game fans you know they saw something they saw the same things that the originals uh who put the game together did but they saw it in such a modern like we can do this now because the limitations aren't there anymore it's it's just such like a like a a it's a loving remake of the game and b it's such like a love letter to the imagination of what you know us kids had when we were playing you know Atari 2600 and 7800 you know all the all the really low res stuff and just being able to like be immersed in this stuff and really see it for you know what your mind's eye uh, could do i absolutely love it. i've been uh, you know when we when we um when you mentioned we were going to do this uh, this game i thought i really want to play this again even though i you know beaten it up up down left right you know, center start. I just, I, I wanted to play it again just because I had such a great time. It was, it was a game where I felt like it was tough enough to be a challenge and not lose my interest, but it was fun and easy enough that I wasn't discouraged and you know, oh, like uh, you know, screw this. This is I can't. It was just that much fun. And, and anybody who will sit long enough to listen to me, I'll talk about this for a while. <laughs> So I, I I think I did then. I know I did personally, but I'm going to thank you on the air for, for putting that in front of me and saying, no, 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 I, I insist. So thank you. <laughs> You're very, very welcome. <laughs> uh, so my history with this one's uh, pretty interesting, too. Uh, I didn't really know about Wonder... I knew of the game Wonder Boy just from being around video games the way that I was and my... I learned about it from uh, the Adventure Island series. I played Adventure Island first, and then I found out that Adventure Island was a reskin of Wonder Boy, and I thought, well, that's that's weird. Not knowing the absolute insane rabbit hole that is the continuity <laughs> of the Wonder Boy series, which yeah. is 
wow, we did an entire Stone Age Gamer podcast episode on it, and that rabbit hole is deep. <laughs> it is so bizarre. Yeah, I imagine. So, uh, years ago, when I had first discovered uh, Banjo Gaiali's channel, right when it started, one of the earliest covers he did was a magnificent song from Wonder Boy The Dragon's Trap, from Wonder Boy 3, the Master System game. Uh, and I fell in love with the tune so much, and I talked to Ollie about it, and he said, oh, this game is great, it's kind of like Zelda 2, or, you know, exploratory and stuff, you should really give it a try. Uh, so on Ollie's recommendation, I downloaded it on the Wii Virtual Console, and played it, and was completely taken aback by it. I loved the music, even though it was Master System screechy music. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. again, even though the graphics were pretty rudimentary, I... It, it, was, it captured my imagination. I, I beat the whole game. I thought it was a, a blast to play. It felt really cool. It's, I love the idea of it, and just just completely fell in love with it. So when they announced this <laughs> this remake, and I saw the art style, I was so completely floored because it was so. It reminded me of what I kind of imagined the game to look like. You know. I have this way of playing older games sometimes, like from growing up on Atari, where I just try to imagine what the world would really look like and mm -hmm. what other details they just couldn't show because of system limitations and stuff like that. And boy, what they came up with was so much more amazing than even my imagination could possibly have, have produced. Like, yeah. the way they brought this world to life was astonishing and and really even more so was the fact that they did it without altering the gameplay at all <laughs> like right you can switch back and forth between the modern and classic styles at at any point because it they maintained the hit detection the the physics everything from the master system game they just animated it to look way more beautiful and it's it's such a stunning game and Cuphead got all this attention for being this hand-drawn yes. animated game, and it deserved all the praise that it got. Cuphead is gorgeous, but, like, people glossed over this one, uh, and, and in my eyes, as far as animation is concerned, this is just as impressive. It's The art direction in this is just insane. It looks so, so good, uh, and it's still one of my favorite games on the Switch. So, let's uh, let's have at it. If you, if yes, you want to yes, go yes. back... If you want to go back and listen to my thoughts on the uh, original Master System version, uh, head back to, what did I say, episode 3 in May of 2015. It's still available. And I was really happy with that episode. That was, uh, I felt really good about the way I handled this game's uh, original soundtrack. Um, but uh, we're just going to focus on the new stuff here. So let's, give, let, let's get to work. And we're going to start with The Last Dungeon, which is an interesting way of starting the game this this uh this game starts with the end of wonder boy 2 which is itself really different from wonder boy 1 which is <laughs> just a completely different kind of game um but so you start in the ending of that game uh where you're in this castle that eventually becomes a spaceship where you fight a mechanical dragon um mm -hmm. <laughs> and this particular song is reprised a couple of times in the Master System game, uh, and there are a couple of different versions of it in this. I have pared down to ten tracks overall, um, because there's there's a lot of different versions of the same songs, and I kind of didn't want to spend our time listening to full different versions of the same songs. So, by all means, this soundtrack is available online. It is available mm -hmm. for purchase, I believe, and mm -hmm. 
If you like what you're about to hear, please go out and spend the money on it. It is absolutely worth your time. Absolutely. So let's get started with The Last Dungeon. Enjoy. excited me a little bit more than I even expected it to. I was uh, gonna try and do a little something in the background while listening to the music and I had to stop to just really, really listen to it because I, I just, I had almost forgotten how much I love this this game's choice of instrumentation. Um, it's you've got that kind of chamber orchestra, I think is the word I'm looking for. It's very, it's very small but very epic, you know, it's not like we're taking these original songs and putting an orchestra behind them. It's like they're very thoughtful instrument choices with like the, the clarinet and stuff like that. They sound so very, very cool. Uh, it gives this game this wonderful old animation sort of personality uh, and kind of like creepy personality too. It's, it's, it's such a unique sound and it's so wild listening to this because if you listen to the original Master System one, it's like, it's hard to tell when if just listening to this hearing this for the first time that this is based on a simple chiptune uh because it sounds like it's such a complex and wonderful song and it, and, it, and it is it's just they they took that original song so far forward uh and they do this for the entire soundtrack which is amazing <laughs> oh my goodness what a good song I mean, everything you said is accurate. There's they they did such a fantastic job of making this big and sweeping and yet uh, close and intimate. You know, you get the little things like the, the like you said, the clarinets. They stand out the most to me, really, because clar- clarinets to me are, are an interesting instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of you know big band, swing, and jazz, like that kind of stuff. So, you know, when I hear a clarinet, I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and that's. Uh, and that's what strikes me first. But I mean, you know, to, to, to dial it back to kind of the beginning of the track, you know, you get these uh, these sweeping uh, strings and then you get the plucked strings. You know, it's 
they they've like you said it's hard to believe or it's hard to go backwards from this piece of music and all the other pieces of music we're going to hear and try and devolve it to the chiptune stuff but even the chiptune stuff like you can kind of hear it like if you if you use your imagination which again is what you know lizard cube and everyone involved really did use the little bit of imagination you really see it for what it can and will eventually become um which is really such such an astonishing thing like thinking listening to the original one and then listening to this one mm-hmm. i could not have made this like i could no. never have oh, no no i could no, not no, have no. imagined oh that no no song no no <laughs> and 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 piecing together all the pieces of that original song i could never have imagined using these instruments to take one and, and make it into the other i i have such an extraordinary respect for uh michael gear who is not on social media I can't find anything else this guy's done, uh, which is amazing to me because this is this is a work of genius right here. This whole soundtrack is just nuts. Oh, and that that the bass—I don't know—is that a is that a an upright bass being played with a bow? Is is that a cello? I don't know what that is, but that deep uh, bowed bass na- noise that 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 that's happening in this is oof. It's so it's so tactile. It's it's got such a great like real feel to it that oh, i love it i'm gonna have to listen more carefully for that because i i kept i keep getting swept up in the drums the timpani drums vroom, oh yeah oh, you yeah. know it gives it it gives it that that saga feel just vroom, you know and, and again the sweeping strings and but uh, yeah it's uh, to go back to what you said like that these are <laughs> at the risk of sounding i don't know silly these are some real musicians that sat down and were like okay uh so <laughs> this is what i'm thinking you know, and this is what I've got. Like, I think of, um, sometimes I think of, like, uh, the, the Metallica S&M, the very first one, the Symphony of Metallica, and uh, how Michael Kamen, you know, they had collaborated on Unforgiven, um, the, very, the first Unforgiven off the uh, Metallica album. And so they had a good friendship, and then I guess Michael Kamen was just kind of sitting around thinking, like, oh, you know, uh... You know, like Master of Puppets, that's a good track. I wonder what I could put to that. You know, and then, you know, however many years later, boom, you get the S&M album, the collaboration album. So it's very interesting to listen to these old tracks that, you know, you've been fan of for years, like for me, Battery and, you know, Master of Puppets and Ride the Lightning and stuff like that, right? But then to hear this extra layer of orchestra on top of it, you sit there and go, where did you come up with these counter melodies? Where did you, where do you hear this? How did you come up with this? You know, like, you've got to have a very... I don't want to say imaginative mind, but you've got to have a very open mind and you've got to like, I don't know if, you know, the video game gods themselves were speaking to them, like do it like this. No, no, this way, you know, <laughs> whatever it was, like they put together such a gorgeous reimagining, not even a reimagining. It's a, it's a, it's just like almost a carbon copy. It's just, just updated. They just put together such a great soundtrack. Can't say enough good things. And since we can't say enough good things, we could either continue <laughs> to gush yeah, yeah, yeah. Move forward. <laughs> no, I no, think no, it's no, time to move forward. forward. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Just, yes. Uh, I, I, there's no, there is a bottomless well of good things to say. Uh, so this next one um, is the boss theme, which has been reimagined for each different boss in a different style. I went with the first one. Um, it's just such a cool thing to listen to. So you know, track down the rest of the soundtrack and uh, listen to the, all the different versions. But the one we're going to listen to is versus Dragon Mecha. Uh, which is the first version, first dragon you will face, the one that initially curses you. 
So uh, let's give it a listen. Joy. That, that's great boss music man <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> the the piano hits that just like doom, really yeah, every couple of notes or so that just kind of drive home the epic nature of this uh this battle boy the, the way they redid the boss fights in this game because they didn't redo them but they they always felt so janky in the master system one and they wound up taking that the way these characters moved and not changing it, but animating it in a way that made it feel so much more natural. It's wild. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still thinking about. I'm trying to figure out what instrument that is. That's going. It sounds like that um, uh, Asian instrument that I, I can't think of. It's, it's got a, a wide berth of strings, and they're hitting. They're they're tapping it with these. Um, light uh, little tappers, I don't know, drumsticks. They're not drumsticks. But yeah, it you know sounds vaguely harpsichordy, but it's not. Yes, it's, right. I, I know I what you're talking about. I don't know what it is either. And I'm, I know I'm we have listeners who know exactly what we're yeah, trying to yeah, say. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're screaming at us right now. No, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it's bothering me so bad. But I'm, I'm still so entranced by it. Um, the, the, yeah. Again, to go back to the idea that like they went and they they very carefully, very lovingly reproduced the original game, you know, and 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 like you said, the hit boxes, the every you know, the fact that you can very seamlessly jump from the original to the, the modern version and that there's no kind of learning curve or anything. Oh, okay, I see it's a little different. No, no, it doesn't exist. It's so great. And then, like you said, with the boss battles, like, yeah, absolutely, man. Like, you know, that's that. these are the elements that made this game the piece of uh, art that everyone thought it needs a second life. You know, we need to breathe some new life into it. Or let's make it what we, th- we all thought it was going to be. And, uh, and they and they did and and it's magical <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's utterly magical and it's so crazy thinking this game got uh, it, it did get a 16-bit remake on the turbo graphics um, but it looks so similar to the jet to the master system game except for they redrew a bunch of the like they didn't reanimate a lot of stuff they just redrew the sprites mm-hmm. so like the dragon care like the, the the dragon character looks totally bizarre but doesn't move or, or 
act differently. This, the Turbo Graphics remake is is so strange on so many levels, including the fact <laughs> that it is not called Wonder Boy or the Dragon's Trap. That's that seems now, silly to me. Now I can't remember that? the name of it. Hold on, it's uh, Dragon's Curse, I think. I got I got to look that up to be to be sure. Yes, Dragon's Curse is the name of the game for TurboGrafx-16, which freakishly looks and uh, it looks almost identical to the Master System game, except the character sprites have been redrawn. So, like, they didn't take advantage of the TurboGrafx, like, with, you know, bigger, like, sprawling backgrounds or anything like that. It's just they, they extra-colored in stuff and redrew some of the character sprites. It's so right. strange. <sighs> oh, the lineage of Wonder Boy. Dragon's Curse. It's the same game, totally different name. Anyway, this next uh, this next pair is we're actually going to listen to the the two of them back to back. I meant to splice them together into a single track uh, for you before uh, the show, but I didn't because I suck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, I did not expect. So in the game, uh, after you beat the Dragon Mecha and you get cursed and turn into a dragon yourself. Uh, you then start the start the actual game in Monster Town, which is a wonderful, wonderful song. But you get this really cool little prelude called "And Now," where they kind of tell you the bit of the story, where one goes right into the other. So we're going to listen to the two tracks, "And Now" and "Monster Monster Town." Uh, just do them both back to back. So uh, here we go. Enjoy. <laughs> song just just tugs at my heartstrings 
It's a it's a gorgeous little piece of music that uh, you know when put right up against uh, and now, um, it really I I feel like um, I feel like it's even more gorgeous when put right up against that. Right. It's such Could a you... neat. They flow together so well, and like you know, and now is is happening while the the castle is you know burning in the background, mm-hmm. and then like you're about to start your adventure. But first, take a breath. And, like, it, it works in this wonderful, wonderful, uh, just natural progression of things with such a simple cinematic, and the music lends so much to the feel of what you are about to do and what you're supposed to do. Like, you just got out of this boss battle, now there's this big event, and there's a whole game ahead of you, but first, take a breath. Like, you are safe. This is a peaceful town. Uh, just walk around and, and do what you got to do and figure out what to do next before you get to more action. And yeah, the music just tells that story and sets that sets those boundaries so flawlessly. <laughs> and it works just as well in the Master System one, too. Like, the original version of this song is one of the few times that I can say... I've said in the past where sometimes people can just make old chiptune consoles. They really just take what they do best and make them sing. And that's something that you it's just not easy to do with a master system. It is such a shrill, shrill sound chip. Um, but this song in the original game absolutely sings. It it manages to be screechy and earpiecing and gorgeous at the same time, which is <laughs> such a strange dichotomy. But this version of the song just takes every feeling that the original one has, and it changes. It definitely changes some things. It changes the the um, not the the, the, the the basic chord progression, but it changes the, the cadence that the, in which the notes are played a lot of times. Uh, and it doesn't match up 100%, but it, it captures the spirit perfectly, which is the most important thing to get right about this song in particular because of where it happens in the game, because it's your starting point uh, and the place that you always go back to where you know you're safe. Uh, it's pure magic. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, you 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 really eloquently uh, wrapped it all up there. I mean, it's 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 a thing where really, if you haven't played it, you really should just play it because while this music is gorgeous, you know, just on its own, where it sits in the game, how it uh, is tied to the story, um, you know, it it just takes you to that whole other level. I talk about all the time the total package. This game is the total package. Art direction music it's it's gorgeous gameplay a lot of fun um yeah absolutely it just it just it it vibes well and it um you know it it helps facilitate and move along and it gives you kind of an emotional connection as the as the player you know and i think that stuff's important i think stuff's really important to have a successful game full immersion you know yeah, for sure. Um, I remember describing the original version of this song as like it gives you that perfect feeling of playing playing a game in the summertime where it's a gorgeous day outside, but you're inside playing a video game and you got the windows open. Like mm-hmm. that's yes. that is the feeling that the original version gives me, uh, and they really did capture that in, in this reimagining of it, which is marvelous. So let us keep going to. Uh, I hum this song so often. <laughs> this song pops into my head 
so often and it's such a, a just a, a cute little tune uh this is it's a treasure box and this is the song that plays whenever you find a room that has a treasure box in it and um in the original game what's neat about the, the this specific version is that in the original game they couldn't or didn't i don't know there wasn't a lot of difference in volume in the music right it was that you had these sounds that you could make with the master system. And so when you go to different places, there wasn't a whole lot of um, dynamics between the, the music aside from just, just based on the compositions. Uh, and in this one, this has this wonderful kind of quieter tone to it that works so well uh, in these scenes. And you're barely in these areas for more than a couple of seconds. You just get a treasure box and leave. But what a wonderful tune this is. So here's It's a Treasure Box. Enjoy. really is and you're right it's such a tiny minute piece of music that yeah you probably will be in that screen that area for no more than 35 seconds but it's so worth like what the 60 seconds that it is Mm -hmm. it's such it's a minute and a half here it's such a gorgeous little piece of music oh when it when it kind of like picks up with the extra I don't know, is this more clarinets? I'm so bad at picking out exactly which woodwind instrument it is that's making all these noises. When it starts picking up with the sweeping sounds in the background, like, I know you listen to this part, you listen to this original version of the song, and it's... Uh, hearing this out of that is, again, so, so very impressive, but it sounds so good. It's got just this right amount of fun. It's it's playful. It's, it's, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Uh, there... <laughs> There's something just like, oh man, it, it, I'm, I'm kind of listening to it quietly as I talk. There's something just so playful about it, and like there's a level of fantasy to it too. Um, like the, the toy piano mm-hmm. just really kind of, um, what's the word, kind of punctuating each note that plays on those woodwinds. Mm-hmm. It's got such a... A fantastic little fancy 
or excuse me, fantasy kind of uh, melody. To, it's just a, it's just such a, a beautiful little piece of music. And yeah, man, like you, you spend 30 seconds there and you don't really think much of it. You could miss it. And it, it's a, to me, it's a shame. It's a shame that you would even think to miss any of this music, let alone because that's some, you know, when when I make film or when I watch films and TV shows and stuff, I'm paying attention to or the little details are catching me. And it's something like this that would really catch me, these little parts, like the devil's in the details. So it's little things like this. It is a minute and a half, but how much care was put into this? You know, it could have been a throwaway piece of music anywhere else. But everyone involved was like, nope, taking great care with all this. It's going to be gorgeous. And it really, really is. It's like palatable how gorgeous it is. <laughs> What's um... Excuse me. Palpable, not palatable. It's totally palatable, <laughs> but it's palpable how gorgeous it is. And indeed, that makes that makes more sense. Uh, the um, I'm drawing a blank on other songs like this, but I love when there's a, just a little song that you really only hear a couple seconds of, unless you stand there and listen, keep listening to the music, and then there's a, a whole other chunk of it that you won't really hear. Uh, I love it when that kind of stuff happens in games, and this is such a great example of that. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, this is a this is a song that I kind of struggled with. This is one of my favorite songs in the original uh, Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap, and this is probably the one that they structurally changed a lot, um, so much that uh, I actually was, when I was putting the track list for this together, I tried messing around with doing uh, my overplay thing with these, and this song just can't match up. It's that the cadence is so different, and it's missing, um, it's missing a whole part of the song. Uh, mm-hmm. In the in the background, there are these these triple notes that keep playing, which is so, which was the, the the driving force of the original version of the song, and it's just not in this version. Um, so I kind of struggled with appreciating this one for how good it actually is because of my preconceived notions of what this song was in my head supposed to sound like. And I I was so excited to get to this area and be like, oh, they've done such a great job with all the music so far. I can't wait to hear what they did with this one. And they changed it so much. And it like hurt my heart. But at the same time, it's so gosh dang good on its own. So it's kind of hard to be mad at it for taking this (laughs) approach. And it does make a lot of sense for the area that it is. Um, because it is in this like ocean <clears throat> beachy area, they made it sound way more traditionally oceany and beachy and stuff, as opposed to the original one, which gave me more of a vibe of traditional uh, classic platforming video game music. So it's like they went, their imagination took this song in a very different direction than mine, than mine did. Uh, and so making my peace with it has been difficult, but it is so very good uh, that it's easier than I'm making it sound. So I'm going to stop babbling. Let's listen to uh, <laughs> Mind of Hero, uh, a.k.a. Beach. Enjoy.
music makes me so happy. It really... I mean, I, I defy you to have a bad day, listen to this, and still have, be feeling like you had a bad day. It's... it's it, mm, it really is so tonally different from anything I imagined from the original version, and I still struggle listening to it because there's... God, that original version of this song hits me with, with such a, a perfect wave of 8-bit nostalgia, but you just have to admire the way that they reimagined this to be so much more beachy, and it really does fit this fit the scene with the, the cloud with the sunglasses on and all the water, and it's... <laughs> mm, what a magnificent tune. It's true, man. I mean, you know, uh, it, it's hard sometimes to kind of redo something and stay true to it when mm-hmm. it was good but it could be great you know and then i think when you when you do something like this and you're like trust you know just everybody chill trust me hate me afterwards just hear it out just hear it out <laughs> and you know you throw it down and everyone's like all right you get that slow nod of approval like all right i think this is one of those where you you know uh the it, it sometimes the the remake, sometimes the cover is better than the original, and we could sit here and cite you know, you know, big bands and stuff that have done that, but uh, we're not going to because I could be here all day. Um, I think to me this is one of those where this is this is definitely like it's up there. It's it's a gorgeous track. The the steel drums, the the very island feel, air quotes island. We all know we're. We're essentially talking about the Caribbean and Bermuda and stuff like that. And, and then the trombone just kind of... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> gives gives it that very kind of lazy feel. It's yeah. us. <laughs> God, the trombone player might actually be a little drunk. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's such a... Again, like every piece of music is just so beautiful. Absolutely magnificent. Okay, so this next one is the song for Desert Zone. Uh, and this is when I was originally playing through Wonder Boy the Dragon's Trap, I kind of got lost. Uh, and so I looked up a, a guide online, and the guide referred to this area as the desert in the sky, which I thought was the coolest fantasy thing in the world. And as soon as he mentioned desert in the sky, I was like, you're right. You climb up a tower, go through a door, and on the other side of this door in the sky is a desert. It doesn't make any sense. It's so magical and awesome. So I always think that, like, physically, that that door will take you to a desert that's somehow floating in the sky. Um, either way, this desert area um, with the snakes and the sunflowers are spitting fire at you and whatnot uh, is really cool. And this is a long track. This is a five-minute track. Uh, so they, they went hard on this one. <laughs> they put some thought in reimagining this one like they did with the rest of it, obviously. But... Yeah, this is this is good stuff. So here is Desert Zone. Enjoy. Thank you. 
I mean, where do you even begin on that one? <laughs> the uh, the 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 second loop when they add the the guys in the background going bomb bomb. Yep, <laughs> to just kind of really boost it up the uh, the very mariachi trumpets and stuff that they kind of mm-hmm. reimagine that one part in. Just goodness gracious, what a what a song, huh? <laughs> so there's. From start to finish, this is probably one of my favorite tracks in the whole game. Um, there's a lot of wonderful stuff in it. The um, the Middle Eastern drums to give it that pulsing backbeat, you know, to give it the drive. Yeah, the mariachi trumpets just really lightening it up. The the, the chorus of men, boom, boom. Like, every, literally every turn of this song has some new and wonderful thing. Like, if you're hearing it for the first time, you're just like, oh my god, oh, Okay, it's this cool. Oh, 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 all right. <laughs> like, it's it's a song that I could genuinely probably listen to 30, 40 minutes of straight and not once consider any of it an issue. You know, it's such a great, just uh, fantastic piece of music. Yeah, I mean, I same thing. I could listen to this for a good long while. And, and you know, this this area isn't short in the game, so no. fortunately you don't have to listen to it for a very short period of time. It's it's such a it's such a wonderful reimagining of that game and uh, not that that song. And there's though the one there's this one part in the original version where it um that the way it starts with the um, uh, that's that's like that when they, when it's played on like a, a guitar in the very beginning of this one, uh, mm-hmm. that's reprised so many times throughout the original version. Um, and surprisingly, I felt like it did. This song doesn't lose much for not having that thrown back on top of it uh, right. several times over. It's it's such a such a genius genius move. Uh, anyway, all right, let's keep going to. <laughs> uh, this is the one. This is the one that uh, I played you on the the spooky special. This is Adventure Zone. Uh, so we're probably going to have a lot of the same things to say about it. This is a, another song that has a couple of different interpretations throughout the course of this game. Uh, at least I think it does. I'm, I'm trying to remember back to it. But uh, this is such an amazing, manic, wonderful interpretation of this 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 tune. I love this track so much. So uh, the spooky, the spooky and ever so wonderful Adventure Zone. Enjoy. Thank you. 
well, that's it, folks. It doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> yeah, time to pack it up. Send it home. <laughs> it does not get better than that. Have a good night. Drive safe. Tip your waiters. <laughs> wow. If you want to talk about the transformation from the original version to this. I mean, if you had played this for anybody who had never heard before that this was effectively the same exact song as what the original sounds like. How you got from point A to point B is just mind-blowing to me. What an amazing piece of music. My god. <laughs> There's such a level of... I don't even know. A romance. Because I think this song really gives me, you know, the second half of it when the uh, squeeze box, the accordion comes in mm. and, and, it, mm-hmm. and it, it's playfully playing with um, the strings. It makes me think of Paris. You know, the way people romanticize, ah, oh, Paris. Paris in the 20s, ah, oh, you know, whatever, whatever you want to, <laughs> you know, think of guys guys and girls smoking cigarettes, looking at each other very un- unenthusiastically. Yeah, romances <laughs> abound, ah, oh, the city of lights, Paris, ah. Oh. Anyway, let me, let me stop with this, whatever this character is. Um, but it makes me think of that, and then, I, I, you know, because I think it has the same timbre, the same tonal qualities, the same melodies, you know, it's all in that... That, uh, that that trunk of music, musicality and, and inspiration and stuff. And it's just such a beautiful piece. It's got that tango. You know, it's... Um, and tango's very, you know, intense. It's very, you know, when you see two people perform tango, they're just so locked in. And this music is just so intense, but not on a level where you're like white knuckle ripping the controller. It's just, it evokes such an emotional response, at least for me. Oof. Gorgeous. Gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous. And just playing through this, like, this wonderful little platformer adventure game, and as you're playing, and as the music gets more and more manic in the background, and, like, trying to, you know, <laughs> trying to keep your act together, and, and not just stop and... and gape in awe at the magnificence of the music that's happening in the background which is totally what I did when this happened when you're playing this game and it just it starts off that kind of cool nature and then when it just goes bug nuts I had to stop and that's happened to me a handful of times I think of playing VVVVVV there was a time where I was stuck in this one part and the music was just so awesome in the background I just stopped and <laughs> This is the coolest thing in the world. And this definitely happened to me when hearing this song in game. Just just had to stop and appreciate the utter brilliance of what I was listening of. It's just mm. <laughs> I'm I'm out of words. It's so good. It it's it's insulting. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Alright, we got a couple left here. Um we have two left, and this one is uh, incredibly short, uh, and <laughs> it's uh, it, it's so short, but it's so important because this is a, a throwaway track in the original game. Like this does this is for this. If I'm remembering right, this happens exactly once. There's a spot where you like fall down a hole, and this weird little collection of notes happens in the background, and that they put just as much love and care into recreating this little throwaway track as they did everything else in this game 
just goes to show the amount of love that was that, that, that this deserves because they put so much care into all of it, even this. So this is Monsterland. Prepare, prepare for 18 seconds of wonderfulness. Enjoy. <laughs> You're just, you're falling down this thing in this goofy little music place for the exact amount of time it takes you to fall down, and then it stops and you go back to the game, and it's still, it, it's, it works. It works so great. I just love that they did this. Again, it's, it goes back to what I was saying before about the devil really being in the details. There's just these little pieces, like, yeah, you get these, you know, five-minute sprawling epics, and, you know, um... The track we just listened to prior to uh, to that, it, you you get these gorgeous, saturated, like again, palpable, you know, pieces of music that you really sink your teeth into. But then you get these little these little bits and pieces. And you know, something actually that I'm while kind of in this realm, the sound design too is just as gorgeous. Again, just as important too. And I think, and and you know, I think sometimes people may not consider it almost uh, as important but i think again because of the project because of the nature of the of the the approach everyone did such a gorgeous job and so when you have something as small as an 18 second piece of music that could again be very throwaway-ish but to put that much care into it and, and and as much give it as much attention and love as you did the other pieces of music that end up being four five six eight minutes you know with with you know 20 pieces and multi-tracks up the wazoo and meanwhile what was that like three instruments and you know 18 seconds of uh, pure perfection like (laughs) yep so you know it's 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 that thing man it's it's very important all right let's uh let's move on to our last track of the episode Um, oh i'm sorry i know i I could sit here and do this i could do this all day i could uh, do this all day It's just certainly bringing me no shortage of joy. Uh, so this one is definitely a song that's reprised in a couple of different forms throughout the course of the game. Uh, and this is the one that stuck with me as the coolest reimagining. There were all great reimaginings of this tune, but this one was just so incredibly cool. Uh, this is the Monster's Lair Daimyo Temple, uh, which takes a very, very specific, uh, I, I believe Japanese is the word I'm looking for, approach to uh, the, the to, to this song and its melodies. I think it's wonderful uh so it's also one of the last areas in the game that you get to so it is fitting to go out on this one so let's listen to the monster's lair daimyo temple enjoy
was the Monster's Lair Daimyo Temple. Yeah, so, that one sucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why we would even... Weak! No, I'm just kidding. Why would we even... How, how could we do a show and end like that? So I have this now, not-so-secret fantasy of uh, learning taiko drumming, which is what you're hearing. The very Japanese, very... It's very, um, you know, ingrained in the music. Yeah. Um, I've seen several live performances performances of that style of drumming, and it is so powerful. But it's also so energetic. The players don't just sit there and play. They there's like a dance routine to it too, and it's it's like a it, it's essentially you know a, a medieval you know marching bands, if you will, if you think of you know the bowl games and stuff where the schools come out and they do routines and stuff. Anyway, so now my not-so-secret is out, and anytime I hear that style of drumming, I immediately perk up. So I remember getting to this level and immediately just thinking, oh, yes, this is gonna be good, and I was not disappointed. <laughs> the fact that they're able to marry together, you know, the Japanese style of drumming and, and that kind of backbeat with... You know, you could argue that the melodies are of Japanese melody to traditional Japanese melody and stuff. Uh, but there's some... Excuse me. But there's some elements there that are from other, you know, arenas of, of music. Other other um, cultural, uh, you know, ancestry and descent and stuff. And it just comes together so, so well. Like, I can't... I, I really genuinely can't stop saying enough... Like, how good this is and how well it came together. It's just, it's kind of getting painful. <laughs> I, I, need, I, I need to be stopped. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I'll, I'll try to stop you. I, I will also say that I very much appreciate the, the synth noise that they put in there for, like, the mm -hmm. second uh, verse or whatever you want to call it. Um, again, such a wild reinterpretation of this this really cool song from the original game. And... Uh, yeah, I was definitely not disappointed when I got here either. Uh, I did, you know, this part of the game can be a tad frustrating <laughs> with yes. the, uh, the ninjas and whatnot, but, yes, yes, yes. uh, the music just, the music and the visuals just keep you going, you know, it's, cause it's, it's so good. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad we did this. That's, yeah. uh, I'm going to be in a good mood for the rest of the day without a doubt. Uh, <laughs> I might actually just sit down and play it after this. I don't know. I don't know where my day's going to go. I'm off from work, so. Oh, we'll I would, I would, I would love, I would love to. I just got, I just got an assignment for, uh, for Nintendo Force. I get to review Infernax. I'm so excited. <gasps> about it. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I just got the Wait, review code like I'm, half an hour ago. I'm almost done with the game. Really? Oh, yes. don't, don't tell me, don't tell me. I want to, I want to form my own opinions. I'm very excited to play this. All right, it looks all so, right, fine. It looks so good and looks so fun. Um. But uh, oh boy, I have I've haven't seen a ton about it. I just saw what it was, and I threw it right on my wish list. And then uh, they were planning the next issue, and uh, our editor was just like, "All right, so who's who's playing what? Who's interested in what? What should we review?" And I name dropped Infernax in there, and I just got assigned it. So I'm like, "Yes, I'm gonna start I, that today." <laughs> I'm actually kind of jealous because I'd love to experience the game all over again. Oh, you're uh, just filling me I, with joy. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear what you've got to say. Oh, it looks so good. I'm so stoked. Great. 
Oh boy! All right. Well, with that, uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up. That is our show. Join us next time when we're gonna be do, uh, continuing this nostalgia train here. We're gonna be redoing another one of my older episodes. Uh, unfortunately, not a remake because a remake doesn't exist. But we will be celebrating the wonderful work of David Wise in Iron Sword: Wisdom Warriors 2 for NES. <laughs> oh, yes. My goodness, what a great soundtrack. This was originally covered <laughs> way back in episode 7, uh, and I'm stoked to give it another go because it's easily one of my favorite soundtracks on the platform. Yay! <laughs> Fabio. <laughs> That's going to be a fun one, honestly. I, I liked uh, Wizards and Warriors, too. Oh, yeah. Big buttery slabs of Fabio. Uh, so <laughs> we here at the Waveback Podcast are incredibly grateful to everyone who listens, and we love communicating with you when we can. We have a couple of ways you can do that. There's the Geek Aid Discord channel, in which we have a Waveback chat, where we frequently discuss all manner of stuff relating to video game music and whatever our next episodes are going to be. We also have a Waveback forum page on Facebook uh, that I don't pay a whole lot of attention to, so I should probably stop calling it out at the end of these episodes. But you can always still send us an email at mail at geekade.com. And while you're at it, check out all our social media channels which you should totally follow like and subscribe to if you haven't already and be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com uh matt do you have anything you would like to plug anything galactic that you would like to plug <laughs> well now that you mention it uh my good friend m the mercenary as embroiled with his bitter rival the vest lord um every month uh they go and do battle against two other contenders who have uh, decided that they want to throw their hats in the ring. Uh, they play uh, Uno. So <laughs> I know that doesn't sound that interesting because I just made it sound uninteresting, but their witty banter, quite honestly, is is worth the price of admission alone. It's a lot of fun. Um, and then they fight over the uh, transgalactic Uno cup. So at the end, whoever has the most victories gets a shiny gold cup. Uh, unfortunately... And uh, I really shouldn't bring this up, but my friend Am the Mercenary did not retain this week, uh, or last week rather. Um, he's, he's pretty bitter about it, but he is, however, happy that his prime directive was achieved in that Vest Lord has lost it. So, you know, 50-50, break even, I guess he says. Um, and, uh, you know, he's uh, he told me to relay this message to you, Chris. He's very appreciative of all the support that you show for him. So... I'm very I'm happy to do so. I wasn't able to tune into a whole lot this time. I got to catch a bunch of it last time. I got to catch a bunch of uh, I, I, I tuned in like right when there was some sort of technical issue going on and somebody lost the call or whatever. It was like, oh man, this is the only couple of minutes I get. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a, it was a blast. I love watching it. It's a it's a really fun idea and I, I can't wait to see where it goes from here. So that's um that's over at uh, twitch.tv uh, backslash vest underscore lord if you uh if you look up the electronic coliseum championship or vest lord on youtube excuse me on um twitter yeah twitter you'll find uh you'll find all the links and stuff uh they do a good job of promoting them you'll see promos m underscore the underscore mercenary well most of them do a good job dean keeps getting the times wrong well well (laughs) from what i understand there was a uh, a last minute uh, time change and so everybody at SAG you know we they appreciate you know the hard work that you guys do to promote it was a uh, you know it was a little communication error last minute change so you know no big deal but uh, 
I, prom- I promise you, if you go over to M underscore the underscore mercenary at uh, Twitter, I we look a lot alike, but I promise you we're not the same guy. It's just a coincidence. It's totally a coincidence that <laughs> M the mercenary looks a lot like me or I look a lot like him. I'm not sure. Total coincidence. I mean, it's really the same reason you never see Clark Kent and Superman in the same room. They just have very different schedules. That's... Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you. (laughs) 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 And what have you got, Chris? What's going on in your world? Well, uh, probably the most important thing going on in my world right now is that just, uh, just yesterday, no, Tuesday, Tuesday night, we recorded the 400th episode of the Stone Age Gamer podcast. Bravo. That is a lot of episodes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, we celebrated by having a trivia contest. We love our trivia Ooh, episodes. Those and are my favorites. I am making an effort to do four trivia episodes per year. I want to try to make them quarterly uh, nice. instead of you know, doing one every couple of years, which is insane because they're so much fun and they our really listeners love, love listening to them. And they are a lot of work on my part to, to actually come up with the trivia, but they're so totally worth it. Uh, so this time we had Dan go up against uh, a returning guest, Ferg, from the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast. Yeah. Who's always an absolute treat to be around. Love, Ferg. Uh, and first time guest, Jonathan Holmes from Destructoid and uh, Nintendo Force Magazine. Ah, that's uh, super cool. It was really cool. Uh, he, he was actually a, a contestant on Road Rules back in the day. Get the heck out of here. Yes, indeed. That's <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. So uh, this was a really, it was a very, very fun episode. It was shorter than expected because uh, everybody did better than expected. Like, these <laughs> usually go on for such a long time. They really do. <laughs> I, I cut a whole round out uh, in order to try to, to, to make it you know, a little bit more compact and less of an uh, just an onslaught of show for mm-hmm. Evan to, to edit. Uh, and it wound up going a little too well. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll have to find dumber guests next time. <laughs> well, if you need anyone, I'm your man. <laughs> I'll call you up. I'm, I'm very excited the- to have scheduled trivia this time around, and I want to keep, keep that up. But yes, SAG 400 is available. Oh, plus... Because it's our 400th episode, StoneAgeGamer.com is giving away a $400 shopping spree Whoa. for uh, our for our website. Uh, and in order to enter it, you have to listen to a code that I give out during the episode. So Sweet. it's just for listeners. And if you know the code, don't spread it around because you'll only be making it harder for you to win. Correct. <laughs> the more I people that enter, the lower the chances. Or you mean the... Yes, yes. Yeah, the math checks out. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yes, Ignore go. me. Ignore Somebody me. Left a, Somebody left a baby. <laughs> All right, guy. let me shut up. Uh, yes, so uh, head over to uh, either StoneAgeGamer.com or Geekade.com or wherever fine podcasts are sold and uh, give a listen to this Stone Age Gamer podcast, episode 400, uh, which will be out by the time this episode airs. Uh, and that's all I got. So... We are going to leave you today, tonight, or whenever you're listening, with uh, the Dragon's Trap staff roll, which uh, is actually, I wanted to have this song earlier in the show, um, but then there's this ending version, which plays over the credits, which is even cooler. This is the shop music. (laughs) 
which is yep. a, what a delightfully catchy tune. They did a great job reimagining, uh, and for the credits, they just take it 10,000 steps further. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's purely magnificent and a great way to close things out. Thank you very much for listening, everybody, uh, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>